Stay tuned for another sports presentation on the worldwide leader of Marshall University Athletics coverage, the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. It's time for Herd Roundup, your weekly look back at Thundering Herd Athletics. And now this week's edition of Herd Roundup. Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to Herd Roundup, the only show on the air that recaps the week that was in Marshall University Athletics. I'm Ben Cower. And I'm Luke Hamilton. Ahead on this week's edition of Herd Roundup, we will update you on Marshall football, men's and women's soccer, volleyball, and the rest of the news in Marshall Athletics. But first on this edition, this past weekend, the Marshall Thundering Herd football team faced off against the U Albany Great Danes at Joan C. Edwards Stadium for its 2023 home and season opener. FM 88 Sports' Sean Kelly has the recap report. 257 days removed from its Myrtle Beach Bowl victory, Marshall football welcomed the 1-0 U Albany Great Danes to Joan C. Edwards Stadium for its first game of the 2023 season. While it was a fresh start for the Herd, the Great Danes looked to build on its opening week win over the Fordham Rams. One Marshall red zone drive in the first quarter and a missed field goal attempt by Albany all to show offensively through the first 29 minutes of play, Albany kicker John Opaco redeemed himself and opened the scoring with a second quarter field goal. And he sends the kick up, low flyer, wobbly, but it is good. Straight through the uprights and with six seconds remaining here in quarter number two, Call it unexpected, but U Albany is in the lead of this game and is in the catbird seat heading into halftime over the Marshall Thundering Herd in its home opener. Retaining possession in the third quarter, Albany's offense wasted no time building on its halftime lead thanks to an easy toss to wide receiver Jackson Parker. Poffenbarger drops back, pressure in the pocket, rolls out to his left, looks in the end zone, it's a wide open Parker for a U Albany touchdown. Not a Thundering Herd cornerback or defensive back in sight. 19-yard completion for a touchdown for U Albany, and it's on top, 9-0. However, Marshall responded in its next drive, taking only 2 minutes and 38 seconds to find the end zone and make it a 10-7 Albany lead. Chuck Montgomery on the outside. He swirls off a defender, rolls into the end zone, and the Marshall Thundering Herd is on the board for the first time tonight. The fireworks unleashing here at Jones C. Edwards Stadium. This third quarter offensive showcase continued without a hitch as the Great Danes took even less time to respond thanks to the speed of quarterback Reese Poffenbarger. UAlbany's got Poffenbarger in the pocket. He hands it off to Larkins. He fakes it, rushes up, he cuts right. He's got nobody out of him. It's nothing but green field and he rushes into the end zone. Oh my goodness, 54 yard run into the end zone and an absolute crowd silencer from Reese Poffenbarger. This back-and-forth battle did not stop on the ensuing drive as the Herd offense needed just two plays to set up a 13-yard Rasheen Ali touchdown to cut the lead to 17-14. For Marshall's offense, the fourth quarter started the same way the third quarter ended. A run-heavy drive capped off by a Rasheen Ali touchdown rush that kept Marshall out front for good. Bancher receives the snap, hands it off to Ali. Ali cuts out to the right, turns on the Jets, and just like that, the Marshall Thundering Herd is on top. Six more points and fireworks here at Jones C. Edwards Stadium. After two unsuccessful drives, Albany crept all the way to Marshall's 38-yard line with less than a minute to go. However, back-to-back -back sacks sealed Marshall's comeback victory. Poffenberger, Poffenberger drops back, and he is sacked! 
The Marshall Thundering Herd ends this game on a high note. An exclamation point on that, and who other than the defensive leader, Owen Porter. On top of the game-clinching sack, Porter finished with a career-high 12 tackles in Saturday's 21-17 victory over the Great Danes. Offensively, running back Rasheen Ali led Marshall's second-half rushing attack with 137 total yards and two touchdowns, including the game winner. After a sluggish first half, Game 1 proved to be historic for the Thundering Herd, as it was the 600th victory in program history. With the win, Marshall improves to 1-0 on the year, while Albany falls to 1-1 thus far. For FM88 Sports, I'm Sean Kelly. Thank you, Sean. Marshall football will return to action tomorrow afternoon as it will face off versus East Carolina University, the Pirates, for its second game of the season. Now on to volleyball. As Marshall, fo excuse me, as Marshall hosted its annual Marshall Invitational late last week and weekend, here's FM88 Sports' Ben Cower with the recap of game number one versus Moorhead State. It had been 292 days since the Marshall Thundering Herd volleyball team had last played at home in the Cam Henderson Center. And although the Thundering Herd had high hopes, a win streak of two, and a 2-1 two and one record entering its 2023 home opener, its opponent, the Moorhead State Eagles, traveled over an hour northeast in order to crush those hopes and dreams of the Marshall volleyball team and its fans alike last Thursday night in the first game of the annual Marshall Invitational. And although the last three meetings between the two schools in volleyball had gone to a fifth set, the Eagles won this particular matchup in a three-set sweep, improving its 2023 season record to 4-0 and oh, and continuing its dominant streak of not having dropped a single set in any match so far this season. With a fair crowd on hand in the cam for a Thursday evening in Huntington, volleyball action commenced with the Marshall Thundering Herd struggling to keep pace with the Moorhead State Eagles out of the gate. It couldn't build any scoring runs compared to Moorhead State running up the score and Marshall fell by 8 points in the first set, 17-25 after the Eagles' Macy Wellborn scored the set point off of a serve from the Thundering Herd's Bryn Brown. Marshall and Moorhead State went toe-to-toe -to -toe in set number two, with a key block by Lydia Montague tying the set score at 11-all. Returned into Marshall territory by Everett. Montague up front. A block will earn the Marshall Thundering Herd a point as Lydia Montague earned that one for Marshall as it ties at 11-all, Sean. After a pair of lead changes, the Thundering Herd fought valiantly to stay alive in the set versus the Eagles, but ultimately fell 22-25 after a kill from Moorhead State's M.E. Hargan and an attack error from Bryn Brown. Sarah Wadsworth with the serve for Marshall again. The set's still on the line. Amelia Knott, a deep ball into the hands of Neal, saved by Wadsworth, who had to run all the way out of bounds to save it. Bomber for Moorhead State sets it up for Hargan, and it's going to be a Moorhead State point. That's going to be the point for the set, it was just too deep for the thundering herd on that last play. Sean, what'd you say? The third set of the match was where Marshall was going to need to shine to stay alive in its home opener, with the third set score tying five times with two lead changes. With Marshall slipping in the score yet again, the thundering herd's essence, Clerkley, had a key block to bring the score within four. Brown sets it up for Clerkley on the opposite end of the court. Isley, the libero, just couldn't dig it, and it's a point for the thundering herd. Leads down to four. Lydia Montague then had a momentum-changing kill to further stop the bleeding for Marshall, with it down by six. Places it into the hands of Fitzgerald, kept alive. This is a 
an unbelievable volley by both Marshall and Moorhead State. And who other than Lydia Montag as she earns the point, an excellent kill in the midcourt, right in front of the attack line, right up near center court. And Montag ends an incredible volley between both teams. Marshall ends it on top, but still down four to Moorhead State, still alive, more importantly, here in set number threes. It's down four, 16 to 12. Bryn Brown then solidified the comeback in the third set for the Thundering Herd, tying the score 17-all with a key kill. Play resumes. The serve was by Winslow. Bryn Brown, an electric kill in the midcourt. And Marshall is tied it at 17-all here in set number three. The crowd goes wild. Marshall looking to stay alive. And although Marshall improved throughout the set and the match, it just wasn't enough. Moorhead State's Amelia Knott, with the score 23-24 in favor of the Eagles, sealed the deal with the set and match point in set number three. Alive on the Moorhead State side by the libero by Isley. And it's going to be a match point for Moorhead State. A perfectly placed ball by Amelia, not her eighth kill of the evening, and that'll conclude tonight's match as Moorhead State sweeps the Marshall Thundering Herd three sets to nil. The Eagles secured the match by taking the final set 25-23. to Marshall fell to 2-2 two and two on the season, and Moorhead State improved to 4-0. Bryn Brown, Kylie Stokes, and Lydia Montag each had eight kills in the match, with Brown herself leading Marshall in assists with 25. And again, Marshall fell short in its first match of the Marshall Invitational, yet had three more chances to score its first home victory the 2023 season. UNCG on Friday night and a Saturday doubleheader bringing forth both Akron and Coppin State. For FM 88 Sports, I'm Ben Cap. Thanks, Ben. The second day of the Marshall Invitational proved successful for Marshall's volleyball team. Marshall started strong in all aspects and never looked back en route to a four-set victory over UNC Greensboro at the Cam, Hen Cam Henderson Center on Friday evening winning three sets to one. Lydia Montag finished the match with 12 kills and zero attack errors while adding seven blocks. Bryn Brown narrowly missed the volleyball triple-double with 10 kills, 27 assists, and nine digs in a complete performance. Marshall then faced off versus Akron on Saturday in the first of a two-game doubleheader before the football game. Here's FM88 Sports' Ben Anderson with the recap. On Saturday, September 2nd, the Marshall Volleyball team would play host to the Akron Zips of the Mid-American Conference in Day 2 of the Marshall Invitational in Game 1 of Saturday's doubleheader. Set 1 would start off back and forth until Marshall would call a timeout down 13-11. to Following the timeout, Akron would dominate the rest of the set, opening up to its biggest lead of 9 points, and only allowing 6 points defensively for the rest of the set, which the Zips would never trail. And Akron would take Set 1 by a score of 25-6. to to take a 1-0 lead. In set 2, Marshall would turn the tide by taking a 17-9 lead following a kill by Essence Clerkley. Akron would fight back and cut the deficit to 6, but that wouldn't be enough to overcome the hot start by the Thundering Herd as Marshall would win set 2 by a score of 25-18 and tie the match at 1 apiece. Essence Clerkley and Bryn Brown would lead the way for the Thundering Herd with 4 kills each as the Herd finished with 16 kills overall. In set 3, Marshall would dominate the Zips by quickly 
quickly taking a 9-2 lead following an attack error by Akron's Chloe Warner heading into the first timeout of the set. Following the stoppage in play, Marshall would continue the dominant performance, taking its biggest lead of the contest at 15, and the Thundering Herd would go on to win set 3 by a score of 25-10 and take a 2-1 lead. In set 4, Akron would strike first, but then the set would go back and forth between the two teams until Marshall would go on a 3-0 scoring run following this kill by Essence Clerkley to cut the Akron lead to 6-4. to four. And Clerkley there, what a kill as it ricochets off Vanessa Del Rio. Now be another point for Marshall, 6-4. to four. Akron would maintain its lead in the set, but Marshall would continue to battle back, cutting the Zips lead to 13-10, following this kill by Beatrice Cicerelli and Kylie Stokes. Wadsworth to serve. That's it, Baker. Oh, Baker that great one. block. Blocked by the herd. Oh, my goodness. Cicerelli and... Stokes were right there at the net. Akron's strong performance would be too much for the Thundering Herd as the Zips would go on to win set four by a score of 25-19 and tie the match at two apiece and force a set five. Set five would be all Akron as the Zips would strike first and opened up to a nine-point lead at 10-1 and would go on to have five service aces and win the set 15-9 and complete a 2-1 comeback following this match-winning kill by Eliska Vidiskova. Wadsworth to Johnson. Johnson. As Baker, that one drops. Actually, what saved by Wadsworth, and then drops right in the middle, and that's the game. And Akron wins it on a game-winning kill. Akron would win the match three to two and improve its record to two and three. And Marshall would fall to three and three. The Thundering Herd would be led by Bryn Brown, finishing the match with a double-double. Sarah Radsworth would lead the team with a season-high 20 kills, and Essence Clerkley would finish with 12 kills and a 6.32 hitting percentage. For FM88 Sports, I'm Ben Anderson. Thanks, Ben. Later that afternoon, Marshall fell to Coppin State three to two and the Herd captured the first two sets, 25-21 and 25-7, respectively, before falling to the Eagles in five sets. Clerkley and Jasmine Parrish each reached double-digit kills in the match at 13-11. and 11. Clerkley also registered a 429 hitting percentage. Brown's 31 assists as part of her double-double tied a season high set at Bethune-Cookman last weekend. Bria Samilton also matched Brown's dig total of 12 in the contest to tie for the team lead. It now travels to Queens in North Carolina for the Queens Fall Classic, taking victory last night versus Furman three sets to one to improve to four and five on the season. Up two sets to one, Marshall found itself trailing Furman six to two in the fourth set. However, the herd rallied by going on a 6-0 run with Clerkley registering four kills to take an 8-6 lead. Marshall didn't trail the rest of the match and it plays tonight and uh, we won't have coverage of that game because obviously it's a road game and then uh, tonight obviously it'll be men's soccer of which we will now move to. A week ago, the Marshall men's soccer team faced off at home versus Xavier and FM88 Sports Luke Hamilton has the recap. Marshall men's soccer took on the Xavier Musketeers in its third match of the 2023 season and won 3-0. The herd victory was the third consecutive shutout in the three-match homestand at Hoops Family Field in Huntington, West Virginia. Marshall got to work early in the first half as the junior forward Alvaro Garcia Pasqual, who transferred from Coastal Carolina, scored the goal for the herd in the seventh minute, assisted by Alexander Sterngard after a corner kick. And it's up and headed and it's a goal for the Marshall Thundering Herd early in this one in the seventh minute oh Marshall Thundering Herd taking the lead early as they've done in all their matches so far this season this is the kind of momentum that the herd wants to see to kind of keep up this trend that they've had so far
in the 11th minute of the match, Marshall would continue to display its high-powered offense in the form of Pablo Simon, who scored the second goal of the night on the Musketeer defense, assisted by Hayi Pinto. And it's up, and it's another goal for the Marshall Thundering Herd. Xavier tried to maintain possession of that one, but it was the Thundering Herd able to get back in there, sneak in, and get the ball up over to the left, upper left half of the goal. Marshall now leading 2-0. Neither team was able to score until after halftime as Marshall put the icing on the cake in the 57th minute after a goal by Adam Almesh, assisted by the previous scorer for the herd, Pablo Simon. And now Pasquale kicking it over on goal, and it's in for the Marshall Thundering Herd. That's goal number three as they take a 3-0 lead over the Musketeers. Marshall improved to 3-0 on the season after the win over the Xavier Musketeers. The Thundering Herd attempted 17 shots with four on goal, one of which led to the only save of the contest for Xavier. And Marshall's goalkeeper, Gabriel Perota, ended the match with two total saves as Xavier attempted three total shots. For FM88 Sports, I'm Luke Hamilton. Thanks, Luke. Now the or the now number two ranked Marshall University men's soccer team, which is 4-0, is benefited from a career-high three assists from Matthew Bell, and it benefited, I should say, in that 3-1 win at Pitt on Tuesday. The first road win of the season put the team at 4-0, the best start under head coach Chris Grassi, and tied for the best start in program history when the team won its first four games to begin the 2000 season. The game-winning goal came in the 66th minute as Adam Umak fired a pass from Bell off a pair of Panther defenders into the back of the net for his second goal of the season. Alvaro Garcia Pascual started the scoring at the 25-minute mark with his third straight game with a goal off an assist after off an assist from Bell, excuse me, and in the 70th minute, just four minutes after Umak's tally, he uh, dumped the ball to Bell, passed it to Silva in the 18-yard box, and made a season-high three saves to help the herd to uh, in the three-to-one triumph. Panther goal by Luca Kozomara at the 38-27 mark was the first given up by first goal, I should say, given up by Marshall this season, ending its shutout streak of over 308 minutes to begin the 2023 campaign. Up next for the herd is High Point tonight, which is right after this broadcast of Herd Roundup, which will be broadcast live right here on WMUL FM at 7 p.m. As Sean Kelly and John Bogus will have the call live from tonight's match at Hoops Family Field for the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. Last Sunday, the Marshall women's soccer team had a dominant 3-0 win over Gardner-Webb Sunday afternoon at Hoops Family Field. Mikayla Gwins, Damari Curry, and Cassidy Bell all scored their first goals of the season for Marshall. And for Curry, it was her first career goal as a member of the Thundering Herd. Alexis Wolgamuth quietly pitched her fourth shutout of the season. The sophomore goalkeeper was needed for just one save on four running Bulldog shots, and they were one for five. In a match where Marshall controlled 61% of the possession, it was a LeGuin's header on a free kick from Abby Hugh, which put the herd in front after a quarter hour. Curry's goal seven minutes later from Alyssa Harden put the match in, out of reach with Bell's penalty kick, sealing the 3-0 victory. Excuse me, 3-0 victory. And on Tuesday, for the second time in the first three weeks of the season, Marshall's sophomore goalkeeper Alexis Wolgamuth was named the Sunbelt Conference Women's Soccer Defensive Player of the Year. Of the week, excuse me. The sophomore from Lincolnton, North Carolina, leads the SBC in saves and has five shutouts this year. And last night, Marshall improved its record to 5-0-1 with a victory versus the visiting Miami of Ohio Redhawks. Little Miami in its first 
uh, wins over the Redhawks uh, since 2013 in in women's soccer. And with the win, the team has surpassed its victory total from a season ago. The five wins are the most by the program since 2018. So it's the most ever for head coach Michael Swan in a single season. Olivia Gandy scored the second uh goal, which is also the final goal of the match, from 30 yards out into the upper corner of the net, capping off a strong second half for Marshall, who broke through on a 61st-minute goal from Cassidy Bell off a corner kick from Katie Porter. The Herd scored four goals off set pieces in 2023, and defensively, the back line, led by goalkeeper Alexis Wilgamuth, pitched its fifth clean sheet of the year, and it's had two. Sh- it only had two shutouts in 2022. The Herd is now unbeaten through five matches and will next battle Liberty, who is 6-0, also undefeated, on Sunday in a battle of unbeatens. The kickoff from Hoops Family Field is set for 1 p.m., and Ray Reinerson and Ben Anderson of the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network will have the call for that match with pregame coverage beginning at 12.45 p.m. In Marshall Cross Country news, the Marshall Cross Country teams opened their 2023 campaign at the Virginia Tech Invitational with senior and 2022 Sunbelt All-Conference runner Abby Herring winning the women's 4K. The Parkersburg native won by nearly a full 30 seconds, racing 1351.6. Herring's previous 4K best was 1441, set at the same meet in 2021. Herring led the herd women to a runner-up finish, scoring 67 points behind only the hosts. Junior Kylie Maston also scored a top five finish, racing 1423.4, finishing fourth. Fellow 2022 Sunbelt Conference All Conference member Evan White led the t- men's team with a 22nd place finish in the men's 6K. The herd men finished with f- in fifth with 108 points. The Marshall Cross Country teams will host the Marshall Invitational in two weeks on Friday, September 15th. The historic race will be the program's first home meet since 1989. And that will do it for this week's edition of Herd Roundup. Tune in again next week as we, as we recap all the news for the week that was in Marshall Athletics. For Ben Anderson, Sean Kelly, and the rest of the FM88 Sports team, I'm Ben Cower. And I'm Luke Hamilton. Thanks for listening to another edition of Herd Roundup. Don't forget to check us out on Don't forget to check out our entire broadcast schedule on our website at www.marshall.edu slash WMUL. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WMUL underscore sports for more on the thundering herd and stay tuned soccer's up next here on the cutting edge sports radio network thanks for listening to herd roundup tune in again next week at 5 30 for the most complete coverage of thundering herd athletics on 88.1 wmul you've been listening to another sports presentation on the cutting edge sports radio network